Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan Cote with the Morning Upgrade Podcast. And today I'm having a conversation with Ariana Zabriskie. Hey, Ariana, how are you? Hey, good. How are you? Doing good. Why don't we start off by you telling everyone you know, what you do and then what your, what your interests are. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm an associate marriage family therapist, and I'm also working on my doctorate in clinical psychology. And now I'm just as a couple of weeks ago, an officially doctoral candidate. Pretty exciting moment. My specialization in the therapy world is addiction. I work at an addiction rehabilitation center downtown as a clinical therapist. And I also do forgiveness coaching on the side. And this year, 2020, I created my own business, which it's a a group training program for life coaches, and it's called Unfuckwithable Coaches. And it's essentially coaching from a therapist's perspective. So I train coaches about being mental health and trauma-informed. And what's your plan with the the coaching business? Are you going to intertwine it with your practice, or is it going to be too... I guess, standalone businesses. Yeah, they're separate. Yeah. So I do, I do the individual work with my own clients and I do that in, you know, in the therapy world that's under the umbrella of addiction. And then I do my private coaching clients, which is with the emphasis on forgiveness. So forgiveness coach, and that entails all sorts of different things a little be coming up in people's lives but I, I help people work through but then the coaching program is more of a niche area that I saw that there was a lot of coaches wanting more information on how to differentiate therapy from coaching and also how to recognize when a client might need therapy versus coaching and how to actually collaborate with a mental health professional while working with a client so that's kind of a new topic that I've been talking about and advocating for is a collaboration between the two fields to finally bridge the gap between coaching and therapy. Sounds like you have your hands full, but sounds like it's very fulfilling work, I'd imagine. Yes, it's very exciting. And it really was born out of this, this 2020 evolution, right? During the pandemic, not only did I have my baby as a single mother, but I've felt that I needed to explore ways to launch my business that would allow me more time with my daughter. So group programs obviously are a great way to do that. But then there was this great need. There continues to be this really great need for a bridge between the two fields. And that's exactly how I see myself right now is working on advocation for the bridge. Excellent. What an awesome mission. What do you do for fun? For fun, I love to paint. My kitchen right now is completely overwhelmed with all my art. <laughs> I have an idea. This is this is going to be the future, but I have an idea to do like an art for empowerment where people can buy my art and it be with an emphasis on a certain emotion. So art for peace or art for happiness or art for joy, art for surrender, things like that. But I love to paint. Do that for fun. And... I love to cook and bake. I absolutely, absolutely love to bake, especially. And that is probably my, like, definitely my relaxed reset time. 
And then I also love to go to the beach. I live in San Diego. I take my six-month-old daughter, put her in the front pack, and we go. There's this great hike that we go to every Saturday. Uh, where we hike down to the beach and spend some time by the water, get our toes wet, and then hike back up. And it's great. Yeah, that does sound nice. That's actually a great transition into your morning routine. Before we hit record, you were starting to talk about your morning routine. You know, this podcast, we talk about morning routines. We talk about personal development, a little bit of entrepreneurship. So why don't you talk, why don't you tell everyone what your morning routine looks like? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as I mentioned, you know, I'm a single mother to my six month old. So I was really determined on figuring out how I could integrate the version of me pre-child to this new version of me where my life is completely revolving around her needs and and my my baby what she is needing at that moment so that's been a bit of a exploration but what I've found is is that I think uh, going out and being outside first thing in the morning is really helpful for both of us so actually I got a pet bunny because why not? She's like the cutest thing. So part of our morning routine is we get up, we open all the blinds and kind of like I carry her around and we look at the pictures and we like I talk about, oh, this is our place. This is our house. That's our bunny. And then we open up all the blinds. We let the bunny out of the cage. We play with the bunny. And then we, we get ready and we go to our hike or our morning walk. And I have a theory about exposure to sunlight in the morning, it not only helps reset adult sleep cycles, and that part is proven, it's not a theory of mine, it's proven by by research. But I actually, my theory is that I think it also helps reset the sleep cycles of babies too. So I think that just as important as it is for adults to have exposure to morning light for healthy sleep rhythms, I think the same is for babies. So she sleeps better, I feel better. That's definitely our morning routine as we get outside. Yeah, that sounds really nice. You're bringing me back to when we had our first child. My wife used to do that. She used to take take her for walks. And, you know, fast forward to, to today with three kids, the mornings is like every man for themselves, you know, but no more walks. But um, I mean, not exactly, but, you know, it's not as peaceful as yeah. it was back then. But that sounds really nice. So in terms of personal development and and your different businesses, what habits do you have that, that you can share that that help with your businesses and help with being a mother and just just life in general. What habits do you have? Yeah, absolutely. I think my biggest habit is making sure that I always have an outlet for personal growth, continual personal growth for myself in the form of either having my own therapist, I have my own various healers that I work with, and that's that's my me time, you know. So as just as much as I'm doing healing work for others, making sure that I always have a space to do healing work for myself. And then also having outlets to reflect when things get stressful, when things feel overwhelming, because there's definitely those moments. Having a good structure, mine is journaling. So whenever I feel overwhelmed in my business or you know, just wanting to get more clear, I like to traditionally journal, but then I also have another journal. It's really a notebook and it's a line free. So it's just, it's an enormous notebook. And I like to call it my mind mapping book. And that's where I do my brain dumps for all my business ideas. So sometimes when I am getting a lot of different ideas at the same time and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to funnel this into one spot. 
I, I pull out my mind mapping book and I'll start doodling and drawing like, okay, how does this connect to this and how does, you know, and I quite literally start, will draw like bubbles of how, okay, this idea could, you know, influence this and work together this way. So it just helps me visualize it all. And then I would say the last part that I would recommend too is making sure you have a support system. So for me, I, I lean on my support system a lot. It's my friends and my family. Um, just talking about different ideas, but also talking about different stresses and, you know, being honest, like when things feel like they're not working or things, even being honest about when things are working. I think honesty is really key to the greater level of intimacy and relationship. And I think that that directly translates into, into business as well of having transparency around what's working and what's not. And it helps you helps you have greater stamina to stay on your path, or it also helps you understand when you're ready to pivot and try something different. Yeah. I like you mentioned journaling. I call it a brain dump too. Like in the morning as part of my morning routine. I, it's only a few minutes, but whatever's on my mind in the morning, I, I get it out and I call it a brain dump to kind of emptying out my mind. Um, I feel like yeah. journaling is one of the more under, underutilized techniques. Cause I think it's, it seems so simple that you think like, why should I do it? But it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. So powerful. I actually have a journal that I write in to my daughter as well. So, you know, just talking about this whole journey of solo motherhood and launching my business and navigating all the ins and outs of, you know, moving into our own apartment together and um, just learning so much in this journey. I, I write letters to her, imagining that it's her as an adult reading them, you know, and, and that that I think brings so much comfort too. I really, really feel like I'd benefit from that. Oh, what a cool idea. I, I, uh, I registered my daughter's names as their domain names now in case they want it and register them for 10 years. That would be great oh, to combine cool. that with the journal. They can read it, keep yeah. it private to yourself, you know, yeah. so no one can see it. Oh, that's really cool. Because of your businesses, it sounds like you're really plugged into your emotions. So I'm just curious to see what you think about this, what your, you know, what your definition and approach to happiness is. What, what does happiness mean to you? It's a really good question. Aren't we all on that exploration? You know, I think from my very humble opinion, I could say happiness is vulnerability. Happiness is not having to hide anything. Happiness is being aligned with your actions and your words. Happiness is being your most authentic self and that aligning with your highest version of yourself. What do you do when you don't feel happy? You personally? Yeah, I, well, in those moments, that's when I turn to journaling and explore what the block is, where the mismatch is happening, where the, where the feelings of doubt are coming from, exploring if it's, if it's outside feelings or if it's my own feelings. And also leaning on that support network is huge, you know, sharing with them vulnerably and shamelessly, I think is the most important thing you can do. And and when you share truthfully, like, okay, you know, sleep training my daughter right now, right? Which is really, really challenging. At least I'm finding it so challenging and sharing with my friends. Oh my gosh, this is just so hard. And hearing other friends of mine who have children say, I know, I know it's so hard. And 
just hearing that alone, like we give permission to other people to be truthful as well. And I think that helps you not feel so alone in the experience. We all have things that we're going through. And I think that's before you mentioned the support group too. That's why I'm a huge believer of masterminds and support groups, mm-hmm. basic peer peer groups, you know, getting together with like-minded absolutely. people that you can share with. Yeah, absolutely. Really. I've got one more question for you, Ariana, and then we'll wrap up with uh, you telling everyone how they can learn more about you. So if you can give one piece of personal development advice to someone, what would that piece of advice be? Yeah, I would say the personal development is not a one-time thing. It's a journey and it's a lifelong journey. It never stops. I think it's something that one must always explore and be always on the journey to discover. And also, I think, looking at how you can transmute, right? Alchemize your most challenging struggles into the concept of what is my soul? What is my subconscious meant to learn from this experience? You know, what am I, what, how can I transmute this experience into it being for me rather than happening to me? And I think that's, I've really used that a lot uh, through my journey of becoming a single mom before my baby was even born. It was uh, definitely easy at times to fall into feeling like a victim. And then I found a lot of strength when I realized that it actually was happening completely for me and, and continues to do so. so. Yeah. Now you have this beautiful girl that you, you spend your mornings with, and I'm sure there's a lot more memories yeah. to come. So yeah. Well, I really enjoyed this, Ariana. What's the best way that people can learn more about you if they want to, if they want to connect with you? Yeah, they can connect with me on social media, Ariana Zabisky. Or also, you can visit me my website, arianazabisky.com. I just said I'd love to connect with anyone. Awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll link up all your links in the, in the show notes page. Thank you. Thanks for being on. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.